Welcome to Brit David Podcast. As Pastor Tim brings us a new series from Luke chapter 11 entitled The Praise of Prayer. We often and rightly begin our times of prayer with praise and adoration and worship of the one true living God. As we continue our phrase by phrase study of the model prayer in Luke 11, we come to the phrase, Hallowed be your name. And so we focus on the praise of prayer. Here's Pastor Tim. Thank you, Kathy. Tonight, we come to the <clears throat> conclusion of the sentence that begins the model prayer in Luke chapter number 11. I hope you have your Bible. You'll go ahead and turn there. Last time, we simply looked at this opening phrase, which really is the address of the prayer. It acknowledges the person of prayer, the one to whom we are speaking, our Father in heaven. But now we want to turn our attention to that concluding phrase and where he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It reminds me then that we begin our prayers with praise. And I think that's appropriate. I think it's appropriate to begin a prayer time with praise for one reason, because it helps me to focus myself on Him. It helps me to focus my mind. It helps me to focus my heart on the person of God and who it is whom I'm really speaking to and reminding me that I am speaking to a real person. It also keeps me away from me being the center point of that prayer time. It, it, it keeps my list from being the focal point of my prayer. It's not simply that I bring my list of needs before the Lord, but it really is conversation with Him. And so to acknowledge who He is really becomes very, very important. Christ wants to have first place in your life. The Bible says that in all things that He might have the preeminence. It simply means that when you're at church, when you're at work, when you're at home, when you're at play, when you're in prayer... He is to have first place in all things. Not me, not my needs, not my list, not any of those other things. Just Him and Him alone. I'm reminded that in Exodus chapter 34, God is renewing His covenant with Moses. And He continually warns Moses about the nation of Israel making a pact or an alliance or a covenant with the nations that are around them that don't serve the one true living God. And so in verse number 14, you have this parenthetical statement. In fact, if your Bible's like mine, the, that whole verse is, is enclosed in parentheses. And this is what he says, for you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. He desires glory out of your life. He deserves praise as a part of your worship for Him. So our first priority in praying is to let the name of the Father be hallowed. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In that phrase, <clears throat> there really are two things, if you're kind of keeping notes, two truths that I really want you to see as we break this down. The first one is this. I want you to see that the request is glory. 
The request is glory. And I say request because of this. I remember when I first learned that this phrase is not a statement. It's not a declaration. It's not as if he is saying, Our Father in heaven, your name is hallowed. It is. But that's not what this is about in this prayer. It's not a statement. It is a request. Instead, what he's saying is, Our Father in heaven, let your name be hallowed. Those are two very different ideas, aren't they? I want to tell you something. It revolutionized the way that I pray. It revolutionized the way that I approach God in prayer and the way that I viewed this model prayer. Jesus is teaching His disciples that the very first thing that they should do, the first thing that they should ask God, who is infinitely jealous for the glory of His name, for the honor of His name. Remember that verse that we just mentioned? His name is jealous. So His first priority is that He grant our request that His own name be be honored and glorified and hallowed. Are we praying according to the will of God when we say that? Absolutely. God wants glory for His name above all other things. You may not like this, but far more important than your list of needs is His glory. Far more important than than your list of wants is His glory. Far more important then your own happiness is the glory and the honor of the name of God. And he knows that. And so Jesus leads his disciples as as they ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. Then acknowledge who you're talking to, the person of prayer, our Father in heaven. And then turn your attention to the praise of prayer. Let your name be hallowed. Now, that leads me then to my very first question that just comes naturally to me. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't use the word hallowed very often, certainly not in day-to-day speech. So what does that even mean? What does, what does hallow mean? Let me give you a little Greek quiz here for just a minute. It comes from the word hagiazo, which simply means to sanctify or to set something apart as being special, setting something apart, that it is holy. It's based on that same word, agios, which is the word that we get for holy or for holiness. So then to hallow simply means to set something apart as being special, as being holy, setting it aside as if it is the treasure of a lifetime. What's the something? Well, something in this verse is the name of God. Our Father in heaven, allow your name to be treated as holy and as special. That's what he's saying. Let's take it a step further. Let's be a little bit more practical. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean to treat his name as if it is holy? Because it is. For that, I want to kind of turn your attention back into the Old Testament... And I want to give you four different verses, four different passages that refer to God's name being hallowed, or in one case, His name not being hallowed, 
And it gives us a good idea of what it means to hallow the name of God. All right, I want to give them to you kind of, I guess, moving from the, from the New Testament backwards. All right? So let me give you this one. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 11 through 13. The Bible says, <clears throat> For the Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand, and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people. He's talking about the Assyrians, by the way. Saying, do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. Look at this verse. The Lord of hosts, Him you shall hallow, let Him be your fear, let him be your dread. So what does it mean to hallow his name, according to that verse? First of all, by not buying into everything that society says. He says, the rest of society is saying, here's a conspiracy. Don't go, don't go that way and just simply say, oh, it's a conspiracy. Instead, you allow your fear to be in the Lord. I don't fear the same things that lost people fear. Lost people fear the, the loss of monetary things or physical things. Lost people fear the loss of status. We're to fear loss in our relationship with God. That, that, that fearing God's displeasure is way worse than any repercussions that the world might deliver to me. So when we pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or let your name be treated as holy, what we're praying in essence is, let your name be feared. Let your name be feared. We have lost something in our world, in our, even in our churches, haven't we? We've lost the fear of God. In fact, we, we, we take great effort in trying to go back and trying to build up that word and say, well, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean fear as in be afraid. It means simply to have a holy reverence. It does mean to have a holy reverence. Why? Because I'm to be afraid. He is God and I'm not. It is Him who keeps breath in my lungs. If he should choose, I could simply be wiped away. So our Father in heaven, let your name be feared once again. There's a second verse I'll give to you. It's Numbers chapter 20, verses 10 through 12. And I want to back up just a little bit. I want to back up to verse number 10 with you, just so that you can get the sense. And you'll know the story right away. It says, And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, Because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given to them. God told him to speak to the rock. 
And instead, he took it in his own hands. And you hear it in his words. Are, are we supposed to bring you water now? It wasn't about what they could do. It was about what God was going to do. And, and if you to throw our verse back up there one more time, if you will. I want you to see two, two phrases that are right there in connection with one another. He says in one phrase, you did not believe me. And then automatic, and it almost immediately says, to hallow me in their eyes. So what does it mean then to hallow the Lord? According to this, it means to believe Him. To trust Him. To believe in what He says. To believe and take Him at His word. We hallow Him when we trust what He says. So when we're praying our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name. We're praying in essence, let your name be feared and let your word be trusted. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 11. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.